Welcome to the Morkcast, presented to you by Blake Street Tavern, the big house on Blake, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th, and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown, Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Now's a good time to go to bfwdenver.com, pick yourself up a bottle, um... They got that 2017 Cabernet or Blake Street Bend blend, bend, uh, that, which are both uh, highly recommended by yours truly. Or you can just uh, get any of their other varietals that are available to them, all from Sonoma County Grapes. Uh, if you go to bfwdenver.com, you can also pick up some swag and book yourself a virtual wine tasting, which are very, very popular, in particularly in the winter. Uh, COVID is not doing fantastic right now in Colorado, so... Maybe that'd be a great option for you if you really want to uh, try out some wines and have a good time with a bunch of people. You can go to Blanchard Family Wines in the Dairy Block. Uh, basically, try some of the uh, local Colorado fare that they've got. They've got some uh, par- partnerships with uh, Restoration, Storm Cellars, uh, Coltaris, all these great uh, wineries on the Western Slope that I'm sure you'll love. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com. Book yourself a virtual wine tasting or pick yourself up a bottle. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um... At some point, the heat culture became uh, fake tough guy culture. And I'm not entirely sure when that line of demarcation happened. Um, But the the histrionics and the weeping and gnashing of teeth that happened uh, after uh, Markeith Morris uh, basically cheap shot, not basically, did cheap shot Nikola Jokic, could have seriously injured him uh, by buckling his knee, which if you look at the replays, it's <laughs> Jokic is very fortunate uh, he didn't suffer a serious knee sprain um, by uh, what Mar- Markeith Morris did, did. And then Jokic went down and just clobbed him in the back. Well, long story short, this resulted in a one-game suspension for Jokic, a $50,000 fine uh, for a flagrant two for uh, Markeith Morris, and then Jimmy Butler got a $50,000 fine for just chirping and escalating and being a moron. But I kind of wanted to dive into two aspects of this, of what happened against the Heat. Aside from the fact that the Nuggets played better than they had all year, uh, well, since, since maybe the Dallas game, and uh, <clears throat> basically thoroughly, particularly Jokic, thoroughly dominated the Heat. Thoroughly dominated the Heat in such a way that you knew something like this was coming. Particularly as the Nuggets were up by seventeen with two and a half minutes left. Um, there's this is kind of a nuanced discussion, so I, I, I want to tackle this one at a time. I'm going to tackle the Nuggets end of the first two segments, and after in the second half of the podcast, I'm going to talk to you about the ridiculousness of the Heat. But uh, I'm going to talk about the Nuggets first. Uh, get the bad thing out of the way first. Um, Michael Malone needs to stop putting his starters, particularly Jokic, in there in situations where teams can get start playing games. Um, the Nuggets were up 17. 
the Nugget, and it was like two and a half minutes left. There's no way the Heat were going to come back. Um, it, it just, that is what it was, and uh, they had thoroughly beaten them down. So, Jokic being out there, uh, the, the timeout needed to be called immediately when Jokic got the rebound, and he needed to be pulled from the game. Uh, Malone does this way too much. Uh, he's got this weird thing about giving up leads and he needs to stop. This is, this is ridiculous. There was no reason for Jokic to have been out there at that time. And I think that contributed to the scenario that we saw. It's not his fault, but he just needs to correct this. This happens far, far, far too many times. Um, you leave your players at risk when you keep doing that. And Jokic did not, by any means, need to be out there. But uh, on the other two sides of this, Nikola Jokic reached a point where... I think this is... the Separate this one from the campaign um, in, uh, swipe. Um, that was Jokic being a baby. Um, a frustrated baby, which he has streaks of, let's be honest, Nuggets fans. <clears throat> Nikola Jokic can be prone to that sort of thing. And that the, the campaign thing was definitely Jokic being pissed off and making a poor judgment decision. This, on the other hand, was completely different, and you cannot compare the two. And I think the NBA took that into consideration when they were looking at this. Um, no, Jokic does get... Try. I mean, particularly NBA players, and I don't know why this is. I have theories, but I don't think this is the appropriate forum for that. But I think there is a a streak of player in the NBA who wants to punk Yo Jokic, right? Doesn't respect Jokic. Um, this is very similar to the trajectory Dirk Nowitzki was on. Um, in fact. Uh, all the way up to when he, he won MVP in 2007. And it was one of those where like, yeah, but it was kind of like Jokic last year. And uh, it wasn't until Dirk won a title that the, really the tide on him began to turn uh, as far as player perception and fan perception. Um, there is a streak of people, streak of people, a collection of people in the NBA who don't adequately respect Nikola Jokic. And this is very true. Um, from, I think there is a group of players who absolutely love Nikola Jokic, but there's also a group of players who don't. And don't respect him personally. And I don't think it is a, um, there are probably many factors for that. And I don't know what that is. Probably a reputational thing from European born players. I'm going to probably say that is a likely scenario. But Jokic decided that he wasn't going to put up with it anymore. And right or wrong, he made that choice. Now, I was criticized for criticizing him on Twitter for telling him to hold his temper. In the grand scheme of things, particularly with Michael Porter Jr. out now for whatever amount of time, um, the, Jokic, the Nuggets are going to rely on Jokic even more. And 
risking that sort of thing is never the right thing to do. But, but, maybe in the long run, and I've kind of evolved on this, maybe in the long run it is better for Jokic to send a message that he won't be messed with. And a lot of this is a uh, almost a, an NBA-wide reputational thing with the Denver Nuggets in general that you can just push them around. Um, so I think Jokic doing that, I, I wouldn't say it's quote-unquote worth it, but I do think it was important for him personally to send a message that he wasn't going to do this anymore. And yes, I expect it to get hairy when the Nuggets go to Miami uh, at the end of the month and play. Um, I think that that, that that is part of an equation that needs to be thought about, and things could get hairy. But I think that it was important for Jokic and a reputational way for him to just say, you're not going to keep punking me. You are not going to do this. Coming to, Mar- to uh, the way this was handled, the Nuggets towed the line pretty successfully. Um, post game, and Jokic said he shouldn't have done it, but he didn't absolve Markeith Morris, and I think that was very important um, for him to have basically said that I'm not going to let you do this to me, um, but I shouldn't have reacted that way. That was important, and I think that's probably genuinely how Nikola Jokic felt. Um, all this was handled very well. There was a level of contrition. The the players, Nuggets players, stayed out of it, um, which is basically what the NBA is looking for. And it became something that uh, was easily ameliorated because um, the Nuggets didn't make things worse after the, the cheap shot and the retaliation is exactly what they wanted. And the Nuggets helped themselves out, out a lot, particularly Jokic, by his press conference, where he didn't absolve, Mar- like I said, he didn't absolve Markeith Morris, but he took responsibility for his own actions. And look, this could have been a five, six, seven game suspension um, for Jokic. Um, regardless of severity, the NBA looks askance on these things, and... Uh, it could have been worse. Now, the NBA is a more physical league now. People are just going to have to accept it. And Shaq and Barkley on Inside the NBA last night were, were basically like, if you do this to me and you turn your back, well, <laughs> you're going to get hit in the back because you're turning it. You're walking away. Markeith Morris did something that he the both the Morris brothers have a, a reputation for instigating and walking away and I don't know how much the Denver Nuggets were I don't know how much the Denver Nuggets were expecting that sort of thing particularly that more in time you know look the Nuggets beat the crap out of the of the heat. It wasn't close as of the second quarter of that game. And the heat, you could tell, were just incensed by it, particularly as the game progressed. And 
I think that this kind of was the evolving question. Like, like how are they going to handle this now? Like I said, Malone shouldn't have had Jokic out there. As soon as that lead got back up to 17 with two minutes left, ain't no one coming back. Just get Jokic out of there. Okay. But on the other side of the DraftKings uh, read and the break, I'm going to talk to you about the uh, crap that the Miami Heat were pulling after the game. And how that made that so much worse on that franchise after they made that choice. But first, I'd like to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can with any bet on any. Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Jeez, I I can, I can talk, people. I swear. New customers who bet uh, just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets when a team in free bets when a team scores you score. God dang. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can get more skin in the game with uh, new same game car parlays. Uh, those are really good. My friend Pat, who is my co-host on Morty and the Sharp, he loves those. Uh, they're very um, it's a really good way for you to like amplify your bet. Um, usually it's multiple game parlays, but same game parlays are really cool. And I encourage you to check those out. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs in that you add, the more money you can win. Download the Trapping Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score, you score, with promo code MHS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alrighty. Okay, now it's time to talk about the Miami Heat. Um... They could do nothing against Jokic. Jokic got a triple-double in 33 minutes. And basically, there was, um, and I was as I was watching the game, there was this kind of like the same feeling I had when they played the Clippers in Game 7 in the bubble. Um, where the Clippers couldn't do anything to guard Jokic. And it became... And it became one of those things where uh, Jokic had a masterful game. And I think Jokic that game had 16 points, uh, 20-something rebounds, and 13 assists, right? Um, and it was, the, it was the most dominating 16-point game you've ever seen, right? Well, this was a complete, not quite as dominating as that, but it reminded me, the tone and feel of it reminded me of it, because they just couldn't do anything. Bam, Bam Adebayo was just getting absolutely worked by Nikola Jokic. And uh, it was just clear they couldn't do anything with it, and Tyler Hero wasn't making shots, Duncan Robinson wasn't making shots. Um, it just was, uh, other than Jimmy Butler and his mid-rangers, there was nothing, they had nothing going. And you could tell it was bugging them. So I don't think this is a coordinated thing. I think this Markeith Morris was an extension of that frustration. And, of course, he, he clobbers Jokic. Jokic gets him back and then all that. Jimmy Butler, who uh, does nothing, by the way. <laughs> if you watch the replay, Jimmy Butler 
is right next to Nikola Jokic after he knocks uh, uh, Markeith Norris down. He's just kind of standing there dumbfounded. Mm, two minutes later, he's up screaming uh, at Nikola Jokic trying to escalate the situation. Boom, $50,000 fine, right? But it wasn't as laughable as the coordinated make sure a camera is there fake tough guy thing that you saw uh, with Heat players trying to wait for Nuggets players in the hall, okay? Um, that was stupid. That was dumb. And what that did was guarantee that the consideration would go to Nikola Jokic. And the lack of understanding of, of, of what you do like that is, is just hysterical. It reminded me of the Rockets uh, players... Uh, going through the bowels of Staples Center looking for the Clippers. I, it, it's just, it's stupid. And the NBA has really become fake tough guy territory. Uh, people have drawn a lot of negative correlations to the 90s here. I'll tell you what, for all the fake tough guy-isms um, that you get now, at least the guys back then were tough. But nine times out of ten, they would fight during a game and be over. The fake tough guy stuff, which has been happening in the NBA for years now, uh, doesn't get handled in-game. And what it does is it festers, and then you get petty, dumb situations, like the Miami Heat waiting for Nuggets players in the hallway, which is stupid and didn't help their case at all. All it did was make a bunch of dumb Miami fans uh, really, really happy on Twitter. But it completely, completely backfired on them when it came to punishment. You could make an argument that the, 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 the Heat did themselves worse by what happened. Because the Nuggets are playing the Pacers tonight. Uh, they'll probably lose the game, but they're at home and um, they're 6-4. They're, and four. they're fine. Uh, Bam, uh, not Bam, the, the Jimmy Butler and uh, Markeith Morris is going to be out next time, quote-unquote, backstarness, which um, I'm not even going to talk about the uh, Academy Award-winning performance that uh, uh, Markeith Morris put on after he Jokic shoved him. But I have no, I, no doubt that he was hurt, but come on, man. Come on. They brought out the fucking stretcher, and that was stupid as hell. But anyway, there is... Though the heat just walked into a make the punishment less uh, effect on Jokic. Now there is a question as to what, how how this will be handled when the Nuggets go to Miami. I'm not going to talk about the Jokic brothers, Mark and uh, Morris brothers thing. I'm not going to do it. Um, it was cute for a bit, and now it's just dumb. And it needs to end right here. That's exactly what I'm going to say. It's like, we all love it on Twitter. It's good Twitter fodder. But this could escalate into something really bad. And uh, I don't think that is necessary. And quite frankly, the Jokic brothers need to be quiet. And Marcus Morris needs to just pay attention to the Clippers. This is exactly what needs to happen. Uh, but on, on the other hand, I just think that the, the heat just walked into making it worse on themselves. And it's because they had to do this performative, meaningless theater between Jimmy Butler screaming, between waiting in the hallway, between, uh, Eric Spolstra's, uh, kind of meaningless, 
Pest press conference where he he tried to equivocate between Morris cheap shotting Jokic and then Jokic getting him back. There was so much that the Heat did as a self own that just was <clears throat> didn't mean anything and wasn't going to mean anything. They did it to themselves. And it came back to bite them with a one-game suspension for Jokic, right? And you people are saying, how does that affect that? How does that affect Jokic? I think there would be some sort of psychic benefit that the Heat would have for Jokic being suspended for five to seven games. There would have been, but there wasn't. And I think that part has to burn. Probably, probably makes them feel like, oh, we we fucked with the MVP. And the NBA is finally realizing it. And I think more than anything else, this is what is, is the, I think, the benefit of this. Um, the NBA looks to me like they took more than taking, not more, but in addition to taking circumstances into account, they also took into account that Nikola Jokic is the MVP and he deserved it. And in combination with Jokic standing up for himself, um... Hopefully, this will begin to turn, the worm will begin to turn as far as respect. And hopefully, even though there are people who still take cheap cheap shots on Jokic, people in the NBA will start to accept it better and move to a better place where they understand what a good player Jokic is. All right, thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast. I'll be back soon with another episode. Goodbye.